and welcome to episode two of Layer Podcast, a series of conversations with designer founders about their careers in the industry. My name is Antonio, and in this episode, we go to Coimbra, Portugal, my hometown, to sit down with designer Adriano Esteves. Adriano is the founder and creative director of Bureaucratic, a Portuguese design studio that focuses on branding and web design, and that has won over 50 awards for their work over the last couple of years. Learn how Adrian went from taking a chemical engineering degree to become a founder of two design studios and how his love for design started alongside his love for music and more specifically metal music. I really hope you enjoy. First of all, hello Adrian, how's it going? Hi, all good, thank you. Um, welcome to the podcast and um, thank you very much for having me here. We're in the, the bureaucratic office in Coimbra, Portugal. Yeah. Um, it's been a while ever since I've been here for the last time. Jeez, uh, a couple of years now. Six, six, seven years, maybe more. Maybe more. Maybe more. So for for context, um, we well, I used to work for you. You were my boss for a couple of months. Yeah. A couple of years ago, and um, thanks for that. Yeah. Sorry for leaving you after like, six months. No. We never really discussed that, so. No, but we can. We can discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. A bit of kiss ass moment. Um, Bureaucratic was at the time one of my favorite design companies of, in Portugal, and to be honest, it still is. Um, your, you guys, especially the digital output that you guys have, it's definitely one of my favorite. And um, I was completely over the moon mm -hmm. when I worked with you guys. Um, but um, your best years were definitely to come, and to I come. think, yeah. I think now it's sad. It's what you guys been doing. It's the, the work has been really, really good. But um, yeah, I kind of want to kick it off with a bit of um, bit of a start. Like, tell me about you when you were a kid. Just mm -hmm. like I kind of want to understand if this design bug was in you from the start or not. Not. Um, I was the worst uh, guy drawing. I could draw shit. Yeah. Uh, so design was never something that was in my radar. I loved music, uh, and I loved. Uh, other stuff uh, like uh, chemical engineering that was my my choice of profession but design was never on my radar uh, I would say that I went into design because of music uh, because of the layout because of the logos so I was into branding without knowing yeah. uh, and that was my starting point in design uh, collecting scanning the uh, logos from from metal bands and and all that and learning how to isolate the logo from the rest of the of the layout that was my my beginning uh, so wait so wait so you you literally studied the, the metal band logos so those really cool yeah uh, weird uh, logos that are that are really hard to read then yeah not not the, some are readable uh, yeah but bands like metallica and sodom and stuff like from the 80s yeah. uh, those were my likings at the time so uh, i collected logos i loved the logos the iconography the the impact that it had in a in a cover so my starting point in layouts was the logo and still up today it's my uh, favorite thing to do to do logos it's my stuff that i really enjoy to make a good logo that's it's really interesting especially because um i don't know so so much of it um so much of your output lately has been uh, on web design mm -hmm. um and um, you guys been getting awards after awards on that but we'll, we'll get into it in a bit so 
was no inclination to design ever no. in your life up until the time you bumped into into music, right? Yeah, so I had a CD player, but I didn't have a computer, so music was the entry point for everything. Yeah. Uh, and when I started uh, noticing art, other than the, the logos, the layouts, especially with work from Vaughan Oliver uh, from 4AD uh, or Dave McKean, for, especially for metal bands because it was my my music back then. So yep. all the layouts, all the compositions were really appealing to me. And from there to typography uh, was quick. I started noticing typography and collecting fonts and all that. So I was doing my reports for the for the engineering part but i started enjoying more the layout process the the design of it the the reactors to to draw the, the schemes and, and everything so that was basically it i was on on school on university and i started enjoying to do design you ever work as an engineer then i just had uh, an experience in portcell and yeah in, uh, uh, paper, paper industry, uh, six months, uh, and it was my last point on on engineering. It uh, didn't really make your LinkedIn, did it? No, no. <laughs> and I started my first company in '99, uh, and since then I'm working on on this business. Okay, that's um, it's it's amazing. Like I I, I know I know that you are a really really active music yeah. lover, mm -hmm. and. Um, and I really like your style as well. And I, I actually uh, got to meet a couple of new bands or find out a couple of new bands mm. per your Good. recommendation. Mm -hmm. Like Tishia Amore, pretty much Russian Circles, maybe. Mm -hmm. So a couple of good bands that I had. Yeah. Uh, Roll as well. Okay. They're amazing. Um, so, and on music then, I know that um, you also stumbled into a design. And I'd like to, a design of a, a big metal band in Portugal, mm -hmm. probably like the greatest Moonspell. And um, I know that in '96 you designed their website. Yeah. Um, how did? Where were you? What were you doing? How? So, how, how? How did it happen? So I was um, at university in '95, uh, and I, the internet was just uh, starting on, on university, and I, it was a medium that it was completely new to me and had a, a strong appeal. Uh, at the same time, I went to a, a concert. Uh, the band came to Coimbra, so Carlos uh, and then I went there and said, "Why not doing a website for these guys?" Uh, there were many, there were no uh, pages in Portuguese for, for anything. It was really the beginning of, of the internet. So this is '95, right? '95, yeah, May '95. Uh, I, I think only Mother Deus had one page from from a, a fan in, in university in Lisbon also. So that was it. I I I met them and I said, "Look, you guys need a." A website. Your work is very good. You need to promote it uh, and have a home page, an internet page. And the guy said, "Cool, let's call it Infernet." And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that that name stuck. Yeah, Actually, it was Infernet for, for since '96. So I worked like four or five months on a, on the website, mm -hmm. learned everything from scratch, from scanning the pages because I had no computer. It was really the beginning of of everything. The, the university had a, a Macintosh and a scanner and I scanned everything with the posters and the, the covers and all that and it was the beginning of the, the learning process of what works, what doesn't work in terms of programming and well, 
development and, and all that, really from scratch, because on engineering you have um, some basis of, of language, programming languages, yeah. like Fortran yeah, in our case. So it was just something that uh, I'm going to learn this and that is. Okay, that's, that's awesome. How, how much of it was you trying to impress the bands or mm. how much of it was just pure career? No, experience? it was not. To tell the truth, it was the idea uh, was not for Moonspell, it was for Anathema. It was a band from the same time. How much of it was you trying to impress the band? It was not to impress the brand. It was uh, an opportunity to to learn new stuff and to understand the, the potential of, of, of the internet. And to, to tell you the truth, the Moonspell was not the first band that I thought of it. It was Anathema, uh, yeah. because it was the logo that I really enjoyed in terms of typography uh, from the branding obsession. And uh, I met Moonspell first, so they got, they got served, yeah. That's amazing. So it, but it was not to impress the band, it was something like everything that I still do uh, to, to learn stuff and to, to see how that goes. And, um, and after that, a couple of years after that, you guys kept working together with you having a bit more experience, having a set company. Is that relationship still going? Yeah, still going. Uh, we, we stopped doing layouts for them in 2005, I think. Uh, when we started bureaucratic as a, a company uh, full-time uh, and they went with another designer but uh, even the logo that they have today it's, it's mine so I still do stuff uh, for them a lot less but uh, still we still work together um, <clears throat> that's not uh, that's an awesome story and something that I, all, I never I don't think I ever asked you properly so mm -hmm. it's really good to to hear um, so, okay, so you're at uni, um, you're not really loving chemical engineering, mm -hmm. you, you start liking logos from music, mm -hmm. you start wanting to do like CD covers and all that. Yeah. And then um, you, you call yourself an accidental entrepreneur because you've found, founded two companies, right? So yeah. how, when did you become a proper paid designer? When did it become a job for you? Uh, in nineteen uh, in ninety seven, uh, so in in ninety six I, I yeah. released the first website. In ninety seven I got a job for Centro Computação Gráfica uh, here in Coimbra, uh, doing uh, uh, CD ROM uh, in in uh, yeah. Macromedia Director. Nice. So nice and old school. That was yeah. So that was the first opportunity to 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 do commercial stuff uh, for the Hpon twenty eight. A kiosk for for so that went good. Uh, and in '99, one year later, I started the, the first company with uh, four chemical engineers. So we were five chemical engineers partners of a of a company doing websites. Yeah. So chemical engineering isn't something that people really like that much. No, it's it's a very good uh, uh, degree. It gives you a lot of room to 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 decide. Uh, we were five that did really enjoyed the internet, so it was yeah. a, a good experience. We went uh, up to 2001, I think, uh, and then we were bought by a, another company, and 50% uh, of the people stayed there, the other 50% uh, went to, to other projects. So, how old were you when you, when you were bought? As a company? 
Uh, yeah. So how old? Um, I think you personally. Two years uh, as a company. Yeah, and you personally? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I would like maybe. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> All right. It was 2000. Okay, uh, I was still less than 30. So that's pretty. So how how did you get a company? But what happened there? That, because that sounds that sounds good. You guys were doing that. Yeah, we were right. doing not great work, good work, solid work, uh, especially in terms of platforms. The development was very good. The designer was still learning how to, to do it. But the commercial part was terrible. Uh, didn't work. We couldn't yeah. get new clients. Uh, so in a long run, in the short run, uh, things went uh, degraded, right? So there was a company that needed, needed our expertise and, and know-how. So basically they bought the team to do a big project. Uh, so that was it. It was better for us that I really wanted to continue on, on this industry yeah. uh, without uh, thinking on salaries. That's one thing that it's always good. Yeah. Um, so to me, it was good. It was an opportunity to spend like uh, the next three, four years uh, learning without concerning on how to get paid and all that. Okay, so it was a, a safe option for you to kind of step it up and uh, grow a bit. And then you you, st you stayed with Media Primer for for a while, right? A couple yeah, of years? I think three years. Yeah. And then, um, then what happened? Then I came to a point that uh, the things that I was doing were not uh, really relevant. I was just doing stuff uh, that didn't uh, didn't work for me. Uh, so I thought I could do better again and try something different. Yeah. So I quit my job, uh, quit my company because it was uh, there on their behalf and started doing freelancing and see how that would go. Uh, for some months, uh, my my idea was let's try this one year and see if this gets somewhere. Sticks, yeah. Yeah, and in the beginning was a lot by uh, on doing logos. That I still think it's the best way to earn money in, in design because you you do it fast and furious and you send the invoice and get paid. Websites are not like that. <laughs> yeah, websites are beasts. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you started as a freelancer, and then when uh, you were trying out for years, I'm assuming if we're here sitting in your office and you have a team of like what ten people, mm -hmm. it went it went well. It went well, yeah. Uh, I think today we we do very good stuff. And I'm pleased of what we we released to to the clients and right, show off. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> But when um, when did you start decided that you needed to start a proper company and would stop being a freelancer? When did you hire your first? Employee? So we were doing uh, small small works from branding to to small websites, yeah. and up to a point we started getting more stuff, more more opportunities, more more projects, and one of them demanded us to be a company. So we we couldn't uh, get it if yep. we were freelancers. So it, that's why I say I'm an I'm accidental entrepreneur because I really, <laughs> I'd only made a company because I had to. It was a, a good starting point to get more people uh, with me. Uh, there were some um, 
money that I could get to, to pay some salaries and, yeah. and, and start a company. So I did that in 2015. And that's Fifth, 2005, not 15. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you wish <laughs> <laughs> it was 2015. But it's it's funny. This is just uh, the second uh, the second episode of the podcast, and it's already I'm already detecting a pattern in these questions mm -hmm. because the last guest said exactly the same thing. We just created a company when we were asked for an invoice, and it had to be f had to be from someone and not yeah. from a couple of kids. So it's it's amazing that. You don't think about starting a company. Mm -hmm. You just think about doing the work that you want to do. Yeah, and then everything else just. Has I also to think happen. that's that's a problem on on designers. Uh, mm. We we want to do stuff. We, yeah. don't, we don't think on the other stuff, the the finances and, and all yeah. that. So, uh, I think that's a problem of of people liking to work so much. And I think designers, if someone is a designer, yeah. you like very much what what you do because otherwise you will quit pretty soon. That's true. Yeah. We're very impatient. I, I do think that designers are, I don't know, for the most of it, they're all kind of kids stuck in a certain age. They're all kind of like teenagers that never mm -hmm. really grew up. So you can be 60, but you still, you, you still refuse to grow up entirely. So that's mm -hmm. why you want to do this type of stuff. And that's why all this bureaucracy is a pain in the ass yeah. and paperwork, as you were saying. Um, but um, I don't see that as a bad thing. At all? No, no. Contrary. No, it is not. Um, so in that process, so now you have a full-fledged company going. Um, you have clients. Uh, you have employees. How did you change from being um, a designer? That mm -hmm. um, because you you won the company before, but you were you were with friends, so I'm assuming it was like a more relaxed environment. There was not a lot of pressure, but all of a sudden mm -hmm. you're the single founder of a company, right? Then mm -hmm. you need to take care and resp responsibility of all the decisions. Um, how was that learning curve? Which I know personally that for, for a fact that it, it was a long one and one that it, you don't yeah. really love. Yeah, we took probably four, four years of uh, getting not much money for the project. So I had to do a lot of compromises on myself. Uh, I invested everything on this and I didn't get paid for the first three years. That was hard. Yeah. You have to be fully um, convinced that you want to do this. Okay. So I already had the, the trial and error and I, I really want to do this. It was something that I, so I invested everything, time, money, everything. And it was the only way to do it because I think if you don't do it, you easily quit and, and, yeah. and go and do something else. Uh, so yeah, it, the learning curve was terrible. I think the, the curve is still still going. And <laughs> I'm still learning and, and, and know how to deal with with all this. Um, Hopefully not so steep now, more like an uh, angle where you I, still learn. I still feel it's steep, very steep. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because when you change clients and we, we now are working with bigger clients, uh, you feel the same pains. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. A company with four months or 400 years, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. So the struggle is, is the same. Uh, we have more uh, experience and know how to, to deal with things, but it's still every project is a pain in the ass, basically. That's it. <laughs> that there's n except branding, I think. Again, branding is something that you do uh, more easily. It's more easy to convince, at least on my 
but all the rest it begins uh, picking with strategy and speaking with another stuff that it's very important for the brand so you you can't just do it because it's fun right mm. you you need to convince a lot of people that this is the right thing to do so it's harder so the curve is still going somewhere um, but uh, i'm visibly more tired than i were 10 years ago but still still going um that's interesting that you say that because um i always respected branding so much mostly because i'm not a branding designer mm-hmm. and it's um I don't know, compared to a website, a website is easy to have mistakes or like flaws. It's yeah, so big them. that yeah. people don't pick up on that. But a branding is something that has to be precise. Yeah. It's going to be on the wall, it's going to be on paper, it's going to be mm-hmm. on devices, it's going to be everywhere. Um, but it's one piece of work. So once you have the client, because I think it's all at the, at the end of it, it's always about us designers kind of convincing the client. Mm-hmm about what we believe is the best solution yeah. and having their agreeing with us. And that I think it's always that butting heads with the client, like, oh, we should do this. Oh, but I like this. Yeah. But is it about your taste or about your clients yeah. and the market? Um, but it's interesting that you see branding so much easy, easier, and I think it might be just because of the size of the project. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that you mentioned branding as well, um, for the last... Um, so I know that you've... you've You've always done a lot of uh, digital work. When I was mm-hmm. here a couple mm-hmm. years back, I did uh, interactive CD-ROM as well yeah. for uh, for an exhibition for yeah. a museum. In the museum, you also did um, the installation, right? So mm-hmm. all the exhibition um, stuff there. Um, but you've done always a bit of digital, a lot of branding as well. And mm-hmm. I've seen that in the, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot a bigger focus on websites yeah. than mm-hmm. on branding. Mm-hmm. Um, is is branding gone completely no. or no we have two problems the first one is that we don't have a website so you don't know what we do on branding because i don't put it out okay that's, that's the biggest the biggest problem um the other thing is that maybe 70 percent of the work that we do we always do a, a branding a complementary work like picking a typeface or adjusting the, the logo just a little bit yeah uh, usually we can do it. Uh, the website that we're doing now it is the first one that we can't do it because it's a logo for a, an air company and it's everywhere on the planes and stuff. So you, you can change even one millimeter. That's the logo forever. But uh, for example, Panic, the, the company that two years ago came to us to do the website, we started with the branding because the logo was terrible. Um, and, and it's a, a very important brand and it, it was not easy but everything starts with the branding you need to to get that right and, and go from there and do the rest so branding will never i say most of the times that we do digital branding because we have the same concerns on the brand as on the type on the, the website yeah so it's a concern of quality and cohesion between everything yeah, that's, that's really good, and it's, it's it's good that you can also do that, but do you ever have to compromise and probably not get paid as much for a project? Yeah, sure. Because Every you're doing the logo out of passion and not yeah. so much for out, of, out of money? Yeah. Um, it depends on the client. Yeah. Uh, some of them don't understand what we are doing. Uh, even Panic is a good example. <clears throat> when we decided 
to do a rebranding. Uh, the first uh, proposal was refused. The second one was, okay, let's do this. And I did another version without them knowing, uh, a final version. So the client doesn't know what you're doing. He yeah. won't uh, put the two logos next to each other and say, this logo was not the one that I said. So there are some uh, stuff that I consider uh, an offer is the cohesion between everything. And mm. to me, the, when the brand is, is finished, uh, if I have to hire a type designer to, to do it, uh, I do it. Uh, yesterday I removed a logo in, in Arabic that we did, mm -hmm. and we did the Arabic, and it's nonsense because we don't know shit about <laughs> Arabic, right? So the client said, the client that reads Arabic said it's fine. Yeah. Um, but I hired the type designer specialized on Arabic to, to finish it uh, because it's we own that to the to the clients and yep. to, and you only do a logo once, especially if it's well done. Yeah. Uh, of course, it has a, a validity of some years because brands now change more. But uh, I in branding, I always look at the problem and, and try to nail it as if it will hold in time without the need to, to change it. That's 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 really interesting. And again, I think, um, especially in branding lately, I've seen more and more. We've all seen more and more that there's like a simplification yeah, of everything. Yeah. If you have uh, if you have serif typeface in your logo, it's going to sans to serif. serif. Yeah. And so, especially luxury fashion of last year, everything I, changed. Yeah, I consider that a good thing, not for the brands that did the rebranding, but mm. for the next ones because for the next designers, for, yeah, next designers will have to do better and yeah. and and show why. The, the logo is better than those so i consider that's not a, not yeah, a problem in a way yeah it's kind of like um they're creating in well they're messing the logos but they're creating a lot of opportunities for and like in five years they'll look back and think oh crap everything looks, looks like, the same yeah yeah um and, and that's again it's a it's, it's an interesting thing everything is looking the same the brands they they all look the same they all use a very similar typeface mm -hmm. they're going for the same minimalistic approach uh, while a couple of years back, a lot of logos went for like a bit of shine because yeah. it was, mm -hmm. was the trend. Yeah. Um, do you, how do you take that? Do you see that as a big issue? Does it bother you? It doesn't bother me. I, I think some years ago when I saw a brand that did a, a lousy branding move, mm. I would get pissed and say, how the fuck is this possible? <laughs> right. Uh, nowadays I know how things work. Uh, and uh, I say that design never wins. It's not the design. That's not a design problem. Yeah. It's a strategy. It's a, uh, they need to change to change nothing, nothing more. So it's not the designer that did that. There's a lot of things that push designs to, to those, those solutions. All, all the studies that they have that uh, these brands convert more, they're yeah. more attractive to yeah. a young audience from 18 to 35 probably. Yeah, it's, it's funny if you think uh, in the beginning of, of typesetting, you had Helvetica and uh, Accident Grotesque, and everything was just those type two typefaces. Yeah. And several decades now, we are doing the same thing. So it's not a problem. It's a, it's a cycle. And I think there's a lot of opportunities in, in type design. And then you see a lot of good type design uh, nowadays. On the last years, uh, small founders doing kick-ass jobs. I think I think that's one of the good things about the internet and um, indie businesses is that you start to see a lot more quality mm -hmm. coming from smaller designers that yeah. probably wouldn't have the opportunity yeah. to or the for exposure. Sure. For sure. 
So I think the blood is on small studios and again and small foundries yeah. and, and and if a brand pick up picks up those smaller studios, they will get noticed pretty soon. I, I hope, right? Uh, so yeah, but it's a concern to see everything, especially on branding. There was a, a an image like last week, another one. I don't know yeah. which one was, and you see everything looking the same. So yeah, I think yeah. I saw that. Just uh, everything was black and white, and Burberry yeah. looked the looked the same like uh, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, web design. Um, you guys have been doing web design ever since the, um, the beginning. I'm assuming as well, right? Yeah, I started. The first thing that I did was a website. Yeah. Um, when we did the first company, we also were a web design company. Um, when I started bureaucratic, I started in branding and do some catalogs and, and print stuff, editorial stuff. Uh, but websites were what people wanted. They didn't have websites. They have a brochure from five years. They yeah, didn't they have, have a website. So it's 20 years old. I realized in, when I started the company that uh, it, it had to, to go to web design again because people were asking for websites and I could do everything else for those companies that wanted websites. So that's the the reason I think the websites are the 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 peak of the iceberg of of everything. So is it like almost like a, a channel to do the rest? Of the yeah, work? yeah, it's a good opportunity to do the rest. I don't think that there's a lot of agencies that do everything because that's not normal. I think they're they're specialized on on type design, on brand design, on campaigns, on on websites. Uh, we do. Uh, a mix of everything because that's what I want to do. I don't want to be just one, one in one, just doing that. That's kind of what I feel, and I, I like that because I just saw in the paper, yeah, on one of those tables, you're doing like a, a bag of crisps. Mm -hmm. So the the packaging for that, you've done um, labels for wine bottles, yeah. you've done websites, you've done logos. Um, I don't even know what else you've done, but you've, it's already very, you could have like three different companies just doing these things, mm -hmm. very specific, yeah. and some do, but it feels like it's just, it is your company, and it feels like you do the things that you want to do, so it's your playground in a way. Yeah, it, it has to do with the, the type of clients that come to us, mm. uh, and when we do something in food, now after that we have a lot of stuff in food. Uh, yeah. So it's seasonal, it's not something... Uh, I wouldn't do packaging a lot more than just one, two works per, per year mm. because it's something very tedious and it involves a lot of stuff like illustration and well, so, but I could not say no because uh, we did the website for the company of crisps and, yeah. and the packaging was very, very outdated. Uh, and when they said we need to think on this, uh, I'd say, why not? I can I'll think on that. Yeah. Um, and they were uh, talking with a, an agency from, from Lisbon that just does this type of stuff. And we did it and we won. They, because when we when we do something, I really give everything to, to it, uh, even in the proposal terms, which is not always a good idea. So we go from one point to, uh, to the other. We also did uh, print catalogs for TIGV. Uh, oh, it yeah. is not our yeah. editorial is not our thing. It's something that I always try to not not Stay to do. From. Yeah, 
and we did and it was a lot of fun it was probably the best project of the last years because it's really something that i i had no i had high expectations in terms of materials in terms of everything and the client was ready to trust it's always good to to do stuff out of the box Um, and it came out excellent Uh, we won several awards with it I had just received an email of of another word for that uh, which is pretty good Uh, but they say that we can't say anything about it but but yeah it's um, when you have new contacts and new clients that are ready to do, do your thing yeah, uh, that's the best scenario for a designer, I think. Yeah, that's a that's a that's the thing I I appreciate is that you, you and even the way you were just you're talking just now, you don't see the design just as a as a, a means to an end. You're just not doing it for the money. It's not mm. a commercial opportunity. You're doing it because it's something you literally like to do, and it's because the clients need to. So you just mentioned that they needed the packaging. Yeah. So it's almost like you have a f- you feel like you need to correct this because it's yeah and, and I it's not it's not that. in that it's not in that sense because again uh, after 20 years in this business i mm. i think that we design can save shit design can say can't save a business oh yeah. yeah yeah so it's not fundamental for them to have a nice piece most of the times uh, but if i see context to do a good a good project and and give them what they need not what they are asking for yeah. Uh, if I see that context, uh, I, I'll take it. That's that's amazing. Still, that's really good. And yeah, like it might not save. Um, yeah, it won't save a failing company. Um, good ideas do save a company in business moves, not design. Yeah. But in the in the in this mission of trying to make everything prettier mm-hmm. and beautiful, yeah. I yeah. I appreciate the um, I appreciate the spirit. Yeah. Which is a good which is a good one. When you quit, when you don't have that spirit, yeah. you start slacking and you, you just start quitting. One, one thing that I've personally been struggling with over the last couple of years is as I've been focusing more and more in digital and product design, mm-hmm. which is as the, its nature is to be boring. It's about mm-hmm. the, the details and a lot of times it's about more dealing internally with mm-hmm. the company rather than actually designing. Yeah. My the, the time I spend design designing is not that big compared to the time I spend mm-hmm. having emails or calls or whatever. But I when you were mentioning the catalog that you did and something that you hardly ever do, but it was like one of the best projects. I kind of remembered made me think of the those times where I was at university and I just had to do something new. So I had mm-hmm. to learn new software, I had to research yeah. new things, yeah. and it's that thirst of like learning how yeah. something works and doing it. It's the opposite of the feeling of of the branding that is getting looking all the same yeah. so when we do a website and we we never do the same website and never the same ideas we always yeah. try to do something different and that's partially because that's my dna I, that's what i think i think uh, that's the main reason why you're not we are not rich that's the main reason why you don't have money because you spend a lot of resources and, and stuff yeah. but it gives you a new blood it gives you a new a new feeling of doing something different and I try to mix mediums like uh, the Kopke website that we uh, released some months ago. Um, we, I knew, I knew that I had to work with music more than just a background music. Yeah. So I, I decided to contact a musician that could give me the separations of all the, of a specific song that I knew that he had. 
um, because that's my hobby. Music is my hobby, and I collect uh, musicians and stuff. Very different and very connected to to multimedia. Mm -hmm. That was my beginning of the last ten years. Also, I have a blog that I collect stuff like that. So to work with music with music and and integrate it into the experience and into the flow of the website was something that it's hardly not done uh, because music is something that you mute right on, yeah. on a website but to this website in particular it was the experience was all about time and all about staying at least three minutes or four minutes in a in the browser so i had to and and did it and i, I really think that doing stuff differently is key to to nailing it yeah and, and that's it like um for the last couple of years um Again, as I'm, I'm, I mentioned previously, you've been focusing a lot, at least from what I see from, as an outsider, been focusing a lot on web design, mm -hmm. and you just don't do a normal corporate website. It's not a, it's not a static page. It's always a very engaging experience, yep. and it's not necessarily a campaign website. It's um, it's more a presentation of a company. It's a website you go once and you spend ten minutes tops, mm -hmm. but you probably won't go back. Go back, because yeah. but you know about this company now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and how when when did you start focusing more on that? I would say on the last four years, um, I realized that uh, you couldn't do websites just expecting that the clients send you the photos and the videos and then you do the rest. So we real, we realized that only uh, custom content for websites were the way to go, and it was a struggle on finding the right people to do video, the right people to do photography with, that you could. Uh, recommend to the clients and say, look, we work with this guy and this guy. It's it's out of budget. It's something that you. It's not a website, but it's content for a website. And it we took like two years to to understand how how to do it. And the last websites for the last two years, I think, are um, something that came out from that decision to do uh, content specific for 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 websites. And and that's up to to find the right people. The right uh, copywriter, the right stuff that uh, the right people that understand what they have to do. Because you, you need to find people that do music, um, yeah. audio effects, um, video, photography, yeah. all that. Because mm -hmm. that's what essentially, yeah, the, the website you're creating is just uh, just a container for all that content and the way that yeah. you present it. Mm -hmm. um, and I really like them. And well, you've been getting awards after awards lately, so mm -hmm. I, I think you guys are doing something right. Um, but budget-wise, is that always within budgets? No, most of the times it's not, because when you when you do a budget, you you and you don't have an idea of what you will do. Mm. You can say that you need uh, four musics for a website. Yeah, it's you can't. So there's are there are some clients that understand this segmentary uh, invoicing. As we find new needs, yeah. uh, that's one percent of of the clients. Ninety nine percent of the clients say uh, I, we don't need this. Even even for Copkid, the brand for Porto, uh, when we were finishing the website, we said we we really need a voiceover for this because we have the music, we have the the titles, and but you have the headphones, so let's let's do um, a voice for for this. Yeah. Uh, so and the voice needed two languages, so it was extra extra expense that they say no, we don't have money for for it. So 
even on that case, it's out of the budget and we, we do it because the client sees the, the results and on the next interaction, we can get that money back. Usually that, that, that happens because the clients see the value on it. But of course, we are talking about Portuguese clients and it's different from, yeah. from big brands, right? They have tighter so budgets, yeah, even, yeah. even big brands. Yeah. So, but that's, that's an, an interesting strategy move where you kind of take the hit on the costs for the content, but then you prove the worth and, um, yeah. and then they kind of, well, they have to admit that you are right. Yeah, but I we don't do it so that they say. Yeah, we do it because it's the right thing for the for the for the project, right? Yeah. Uh, and most of the times, it's something I wouldn't live with that website without voice. So to me, I would always see the website and say, "There's missing. There's a voice missing here." So I couldn't live with it, and, <laughs> and we did, and and yeah. and there are more recent stuff like that uh, that the client doesn't uh, doesn't need to understand what it takes to do the website because it's our part right um, but it's a struggle, it's a struggle. Yeah, you, you I'm, I'm sure you're getting there you just need to I, I don't know keep getting bigger clients understand that which yeah. is always yeah and you learn thing. with all this and and now you can put I need this for music and it is for because the clients want they don't want black boxes they want to know to understand the costs of, yeah. of everything uh, so that's that's a problem but 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 yeah we are getting better clients and, and each interaction is, is easier in that terms but it's never that easy it's just different it's different as you're saying it's always a pain in the ass right it is it is, it is. <laughs> um so back to to the awards which is something we we need to discuss uh, i was counting on well first of all congratulations I, i've stopped saying congratulations online <laughs> because it's just it's i need to say it every three weeks or every two months no, no. So that's why i did um in the beginning i was kind of oh wow this, this is amazing these guys are getting awards now yeah. i'm just i'm just not surprised anymore yeah. like, mm, all right yeah what's new but I counted on the websites and just on what you, the ones you have for web design, you have 70 awards listed there. Mm, yeah. Which is a fair big number. Yeah. Um, how, how did it happen? Do you know, do you now know how to win awards? You have a formula? <clears throat> no, there's no, no formula for, for the, for the awards. We know the potential of, of, of a website, of a piece. But it's impossible to say if we, we will win or not mm. uh, with it. Uh, we have a feel. I have good feelings. That's part of of, of the the process. But uh, there's no formula because it really depends on the amount of other websites that are on the same uh, on the same spot, right? Uh, usually, we we won. We win awards with the with the websites, um, and I would say that ninety percent of the websites that we do we say that we do we we do uh, a lot of websites and submit them to to the awards but there are many few very few uh, that we don't promote for example last year we had one website that we didn't show from all the others right yeah so everything that we do um, is not awarded but uh, could win something yeah, <laughs> yeah. right and um do you do you use that to convince um, clients? So, for instance, what, probably the first ones you you were doing it because you were seeing if you could do it for your own personal 
uh, gain as well. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it's something that gives you recognition, and it's something that gives you yeah. um, gives you some exposure. The website, <coughs> the the awards give you visibility. Basically, yep. that's the the main thing. Um, I would say that when we win an award, for example, a WWW award, yep. uh, the next three weeks we have people asking, I want to work with you, so yep. how much does it take to work with you and all that stuff. So it's, it's, a, it's a flag. You, you are among uh, the, the best uh, studios doing good work and people start to looking at, at those, at those uh, spots. People, brands are really looking at those platforms for agencies to do their stuff and not the big old agencies from always. So it's a good place to, to find blood, new blood. And um, so do you think that now it's easier to convince, um, because you win these awards because you're creating these good experiences mm-hmm. with uh, content and audio and yeah. video. Is it easier now to convince some clients that if you do that work, <clears throat> they might get a lot more visibility on their website yeah. based on the, the previous work and website we now have, that you got? We now have data to say that if if a website wins an award, you have like from 8 to 15k people uh, per day. So that's something that you can pay yeah. on Facebook or Instagram. On. So, and of, of course the target is, I would say that uh, for the port, a lot of people don't drink port and they probably never bought port, uh, port yeah. will port. But it's something that gives them awareness. It, people know that Copca is the oldest wine house from Portugal, right? And, and they have this cool website. And that's tangible. Right? That's something that is tangible. In sales, I have my doubts. Uh, I always say to the client that I, I really can't connect uh, the investment on that they are doing on the website uh, into sales that's nonsense yeah it's it's really hard unless yeah. unless you're selling through the website yeah i don't think you can ever do that yeah what i say is that you cannot not invest on it uh, you have to otherwise it will be worse than the than the others right of course you're not on the same level and it's up to you if you want and we, we have g- good good clients for example uh, there is a, a company that sells steel from metal, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't need a website by, by bureau and they insisted on having it. So that's cool because people understand that there are benefits on having something very well done. Uh, so yeah, it, websites is very important. Awards is very important because it gives you visibi- visibility. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a race. Uh, uh, people say that we do the everything for the awards, but it, that's not. It's really the end of everything. We do our work, and in the end, we submit it to the awards and see. So I kind of feel like even without the awards, you'd still be doing exactly the same type of work. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, because it's. I started doing good stuff. That was I really want to do a good logo. I really want yeah. to do a good website. Now I am doing it for for brands, and 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 the feeling is the same. Uh, and the struggle is the same, but in the end, when we deliver something, it should be uh, good. That's yeah, not not original, but good because that's another struggle. Okay, being original, yeah. Good luck, good luck with that, anyone. Yeah. And um, yeah, so y- you do have a lot of um, a lot of food clients now. So mm. you've had uh, some 
some crisps, uh, some fish, some fish. Yeah. Exactly, I forgot Olive about oil, cheese, and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, where? So that's a, that's a, a lot of um, a lot of clients from that industry. Mm-hmm. Where? How did that come about, and how do you go about finding your clients? So, when we started, we well not started, but from five years ago to to this point, we went to uh, from IT. We had a lot of clients from from the IT business, and we did like three or four websites for for IT companies. Uh, after three websites for IT companies, you're done. You you are doing the same thing over and over. So uh, when we had new clients from from food, from from uh, from chips, which was the industry that we did first, it was a, a good change because food is something that it's simpler to present on a browser you have you with good photography and it's it's a product right yeah. it's not something that you have to to make all the universe around it and explain why this consultant is better than that consultant yeah, because yeah. it's the same shit right like i say uh, the only thing that uh, for for the for the consultant i said you're always the same accenture is the same as deloitte and the same as, as you so we have to find how to promote you is to give your identity to the on the website right yeah. for the products it's very it's easier right it's something more tangible and not as abstract um, how the clients come to us i have no idea because in in this almost 15 years as a company we never look for clients the clients always came to us we had no commercial effort to whatsoever to that, that's 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 the feel that's that's kind of the the feeling i had mm-hmm. um but that's that's really good like it's um so you never literally had to go and out and just try to find clients or approaching yeah. cold calling i s- i don't want people to knock my doorbell and sell me a, a vacuum cleaner yeah I don't want a vacuum cleaner. If I want it, I will go to to a store and, and buy it. I think design is the same thing. If we sell design to a company, say I don't want design. I have, yeah. I have this designer. I have this agent. So I think as a selling point to to our business, uh, it's very important that people understand that they need us, right? Yeah. They, they see what we do and say, look, this company is something. If we need a website. Let's talk with with him, and I think that's where the mouth. Uh, it's the only way to to sell design. So soon I realized that the co- I didn't need a commercial selling selling us because what we do takes time, and we have a if we have a commercial selling websites, he will sell like ten websites, and we we don't do ten websites per year. So yeah. so we have to cherry pick the the best uh, opportunities in. And that's how we went from from the beginning, um, and yeah, uh, we always have good websites. We are now fishi- finishing one, and we are deciding uh, with three proposals, and we see which one we'll enjoy the most and see more potential. See, one is for the fashion industry, the other is for an auto uh, industry. So it's Ooh, an auto industry will be good. You can yeah, make a really yeah. nice, sexy auto. Yeah, well, yeah. it depends on what they're doing, but yeah, it's a it's a fine brand. It's a very good brand. Uh, it's a top brand, but again, each industry has its problems, and yeah, and yeah. so yeah, 
from client to client, uh, we go this way uh, because selling design is not not the way. Doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it does work for for clients for agencies that have a product and they can sell them to. 15 or 20 clients but that's not our core i think it's uh, that you're right if um, if you're having people coming to you that's uh, one of the things it removes one of the barriers which is they already want to work with you yeah yeah and they trust you and they like yeah, you exactly. and it's uh, it's a very privileged position to be in yeah like um half of the, the process is there so now it's just doing the creative process yeah. really yeah and the other part is when they when when a company uh, for example cop came to us because of the awards they made a investigated the, the companies that could do it and when we say okay so you know what we do so you have to trust us on, on this uh, and mainly that's connect connected to the time that it takes to do a website yeah uh, usually you give an expectation of three to six months depending on the, of the complexity of it and it usually takes one year uh, from the beginning to the end so now I am clear to the to the customers and say, look, the invoice, the the estimate says five months, but this will take one year to do because we do other stuff, yeah. right? It, uh, so that expectation of of having a very good website in just two months, it's still something that I'm struggling to to even of the website that we started, uh, we will start developing uh, in January. It's the third website for the same brand, and they still don't know how all this works. It's the third website, and they say, "Look, we've been through this. Yeah, come on." And usually, we say when we finish the design, we will take two months to do it, and we have exactly two months to 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 finish this. And they say, "I need this in one month, and it's not possible." Yeah, yeah. Cal, yeah, we need to move on from clients, otherwise it's going to be just client fest because it's there's so much to talk about clients, especially bad. Um, even though we love clients, I'm sure you, you can't live without them. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you do you miss Flash? Flash? Yeah. No, no. Flash was a problem to us. You used to do a lot of Flash. We did. Design. We did some two websites that were good mm. uh, in in Flash, but uh, the problem when we started, we didn't have uh, developers that uh, were uh, like with the mindset of engineering and mm. as a software pro, uh, developer, right? Yeah. So I was improvising on being a designer. I had people improvising doing development. Yeah, one of them were, was also a chemical engineer. So Flash had a mindset that to us was not easy. Uh, it has a lot of constraints. So we decided to do uh, go the other way around with HTML and we did the right decision. But, uh, yeah, you jumped on it a bit earlier than a lot of people, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you were doing a lot of interactive stuff with, uh, even with JavaScript and CSS way before um, new version of HTML, HTML5 yeah. came out. Yeah, it was a decision from the developer that we had, uh, so the merit is on him. Yeah. Uh, but we, on the, on the company, on Media Primer, the company that I worked for, we had some projects that had accessibility as a key. So we had a lot of, uh, what can I say? We had, we would, we could do stuff that was relevant, not for the, for the most part of the websites, mm. but we specialized on stuff that was uh, specific, very site specific. Um, so 
and he he also saw the trend and the trend was to to, to go, go that there, way right. yeah and flash was a problem uh, there were some developers that were good but were in lisbon there were we had no closed developers that could do good stuff uh, so no i won't i don't miss flash <laughs> don't miss flash <laughs> um, we still flash did stuff that we still can't do it nowadays yeah. but very few few stuff uh, the the main thing that I miss about Flash is you do one website. Now we do like 10 websites. Uh, yeah, what, um, but it, I'm assuming that's mostly because of um, responsive yeah. devices. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the, the main problem. It's, um, I think it kind of changed the industry a bit. Uh, mobile phones definitely yeah. uh, changed um, the output. Um, but I think for a good way, but that's actually a good question as well is how do you see the websites that you do they're very they're almost like a movie they're an experience you need to watch them mm -hmm. you need to use them yeah. and visit them and on the on the desktop computer but i know they're all responsive mm -hmm. um how do you see that since the trend is going completely on like mostly use of phones mm -hmm. do you think that those experiences still have a place in on the phone yeah, they have a place, but it depends of... There are some agencies that are mobile first. We are mobile last. I, we, yeah. we always say that. <clears throat> but it depends on the client. We had a, a client from Amsterdam that needed the platform, and that's mobile first. Right? Yeah. It's not... But the website, we still worked it, uh, with uh, to explain the product and all that. Uh, so it depends, but mobile versions, to us, it's always a reduced... Uh, experience compared to the desktop and it should be uh, the mobile version can't really compete with uh, other stuff so it should be streamlined to be as most focused as possible you don't want to have like a full screen video on the phone mm. if you're yeah. outside and you don't want to use all your yeah. data and yeah. you don't have what if you don't have headphones you're not going to be able yeah. to listen to, to so it's a much much more uh, direct access to to content mm. yeah yeah, that's uh, that's good. And again, like I, th I think that's definitely the way of doing it, giving like a really nice, full-blown experience when you've been possible, and just giving like the bare minimum, and keeping it still engaging and yeah. in line with uh, the visuals that you're creating. Um, so yeah, you guys been getting awards uh, again, seventy. I can see them from here. It's a lot of them. Uh, most of them are in Porto, and here you only have the, the worst. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. God, the they, good ones are in, in Porto. And you yeah. need to pile them because you don't even have space for them. <laughs> That's how. Um, do you? Can we expect Bureaucratic to go international sometime soon? We hope so. Um, I think next year we will try to do the next step. Uh, mm. I think now we are ready to to go into a new a new horizon because Portugal is not the best place to work in design. Um, uh, I think it's not a big enough for you to be very honest. I would say it's the mindset of we have very few uh, years of um, culture on knowing what design can do for for your business. Yeah. Uh, I think here people get to a point that say our website sucks because this competitor from other country has this amazing website. We need a, a good website, and to do amazing websites, 
the struggle is not just the website it's everything it's the mindset it's the everything yeah it's having that so person that's, in yeah. place that it's the first the it's the biggest problem in portugal is it's that uh, small detail of design is almost everything it's not just the, the packaging uh, we need to understand your business and your ideas and and we had this year we had a a comp uh, a project for um, for a f on the food industry for doing labels where we did everything without knowing how the client would sell it uh, how who would buy it uh, the amount so, so we no market research or no one zero zero so that's it's not common yeah. it's the worst that could happen to yeah. uh, but I think that's the main problem here in Portugal. Uh, people don't understand that everything needs to be focused until putting a, a studio, a design studio to yeah. um, to build upon it. Yeah, that's a shame really. But, um, but again, as you were saying, um, bad clients are everywhere. And um, yeah. it doesn't matter if they're small, if they're big, or if they're Portuguese or English. Yeah. But, but I think, yeah, there's a there's definitely a different culture, different yeah. respect, uh, in different markets, um, and more opportunities as well, which is just like what I personally want to see you guys is like getting a bit bigger mm. and getting those bigger budgets as well yeah. to make, because um, the stuff that you're selling, I, I can definitely see that and hitting bigger brands as well. Yeah. Hope so. <laughs> I, th I think that's the, the obvious step for next year. Yeah. Um, this year we are finishing the website for the for the air company and it's also good it's a project that is completely different from what we are doing up till now and i think the next step uh, will be more not trusting that the clients will come to us and filter a bit more and, uh, and yeah. understand what we want to do uh, but that's pretty much in January, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> the problem is that we have a lot of stuff doing, and it's a, it's a bit much like companies. The strategy doesn't work because you have doesn't really is clear because you have to do other stuff. Yeah, right. You have to do. You're too busy yeah. running to see where you're going. Yeah. Sometimes. So strategy, it's very important, but it's it's also something that I have no time to do. Yeah. Right. Because I have to do the pre-press for something I have to finish treat this photo or yeah do copy uh, stuff like that so I still do all that stuff because if if I see something that is not good um, I have to I have to polish it right but but yeah next year I think things will be different hopefully um, and what about outside of design is there because I, I think the, like bureaucratic is completely solid. You guys have like a rhythm, so you might grow and there's like some things to learn, but mm. outside of um, design completely, in, even in, in your life, is there any passion project you'd like to tackle? Other than design and bureaucratic and family, I have nothing. <laughs> so no, no <laughs> prog, uh, no, like I said, hardcore band that you no, want to start. No, music is is my hobby. I, I I used to say that design was my hobby, yeah, and then became my profession. And music became your hobby. Is now, yeah, it's it's the 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 hobby. So, other than 
collecting music and, and, and understanding the music that it's been done uh, in the moment. I, I really like to to dig uh, stuff that it's coming out and it's good and promote it. It's something that I also do. do. Uh, other than that, I have no no time to have a, an agency and two kids and and yet another yeah, so another passion. <laughs> and yeah. um, do you ever see yourself going? So if imagine that bureaucratic completely failed tomorrow for some reason, mm -hmm. everyone had to go. Uh, would to you yeah. would you be able to go and work for someone else? I I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Yeah, I think what I am becoming uh, as a profession is uh, more of a strategist. Of, mm. of so yeah, I think I can do uh, good stuff for for companies or, or agencies, but I haven't thought about it. Yeah, that hopefully it won't won't happen. But yeah, I I do think that once you do your own thing, it's kind of like a, a mindset change, and it's really hard to go back. Yeah, it's very hard to go back. Um, The reason why I, I stopped looking for opportunities is that I can do whatever I want. It's really not only the stuff that I want, but I can uh, direct my effort to stuff that matters, stuff that doesn't matter, and, and, and go from there. Yeah, Le uh, Working for other people or other agencies, someone decides what you have to do, right? Um, so I think that's a problem because What I am doing now is deciding stuff. So if I will decide for me or other, I think there's room for it, right? There's yeah. room for for creative direction, and uh, because without it, also the team is is solid. But if you take it away, uh, very few people know how to do everything from beginning to the end. It's also something that I find fascinating because I, when I started this. I had to realize how this could be done, how you control people to do, how you get a good illustrator, how you to 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 fill the to connect the dots, right? Yeah, uh, and that's very important. Uh, if someone, I always struggle. Why does not a developer pick up and changes if he sees a typo? They don't. Yeah, because um, that's not their business. Exactly, it's not. And my to website. me, that's completely what. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, man? It's a it's a typo. Change that, right? So. I uh, yeah. If there's not a ticket for it, I'm not doing it. Yeah, that's and that's, um, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit because in the end, the thing will be alive and and someone will notice that it has a problem. So. And it's completely on you, but I, I do think it's a, a bit of a personality. Thing. like some people just don't um, they get really detached from the, yeah. their work and I think being your company it's your work yeah you have a responsibility and, uh, yeah. and, and ownership as well yeah. it's um, even though a lot of people work there at the, at the end of the day it's kind of your face as well yeah. it's been your decision creative direction etc yeah um, what was the biggest challenge and these are like very uh, cliche standard questions but what was your biggest challenge in your career and also the the best career decision biggest challenge i would say it's always the last the, the next project uh, probably the most complex work that we ever done uh, was for for unilever a company in, in the uk we worked for them and when we uh, when they 
came to us and said, we need this. And it's, it was completely out of our league. It was something, it's like, I need a plane. Can you build me a plane? And you say, sure, why not? <laughs> let's look let's it. do it. I look, let's do it. That was the, the most irresponsible, responsible part for what we are now. Uh, because if you always stay in your comfort zone, yeah. you'll be there forever, right? So that decision to work with Unilever, to me, was the, the probably the most important thing on 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 our uh, live studio because it's everything is possible uh, if you if you if you actually yeah. get into it and you at least try. Yeah. So it's very important to to do stuff that are, it's out of your league because you will learn a new league. You will start developing skills and. And, and yeah and um on the other side on the flip side of the coin what was uh, the best career decision best career decision was to to do design i think um, because i if i continued to being an engineer i th i know that i could do this for other stuff right not just design yeah. uh, but design is a very special field where you can on the same day work with three different mindsets into steel, food, and port, right? It's something <laughs> doesn't make sense, but to me, it's what gives me fuel to to hold this with a smile on, on the next day and come again. Yeah, it's every day is different. Every client is different. And and that's it. So so yeah, I would say this design was a, the best decision. It's a really good answer. It's a really, really good answer. Um, and um, what's the most important thing you've learned outside of design in the, um, in the last couple of years? I've never intended to be a salesman, but the designer needs to be a salesman. Yeah. It's really, it's important not to sell design through design. It's a completely different mindset and you have to, to make the client believe or trust you that so, so yeah, I've learned a lot of stuff outside of design, um, social psychology or something like that, that I never thought I would go into. Yeah. So of, over the last years, the, um, that part is very important to control the client, um, to control, to try to understand her. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, that process, that learning is very, very, very important. As important as typography. So if you end a project of one year with a client and, and you are still smiling with him, that's a good thing. You're not enemies or stuff yeah, like that's that. Yeah, that's a client you want to keep around. Yeah. If after a year you're still feeling engaged and um, happy about that relationship, for sure. Yeah. You 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 say on your website that you're and I know for a fact that you love music mm -hmm. and you say that uh, music keeps me alive. You listen to really weird alternative styles. You you mentioned you like to share it, but how part how big is it for you? How big is music in your life? I would say it's bigger than design. Okay, it's um, it's hard to put in words, but to me, music is my partner uh, I, I need music to to go along with all the rest um, and 
and that's very important, right? That music is not everything because we have more important things like family, but I don't spend nine hours with the family per yeah. day, right? Uh, and I spend nine hours with uh, with music. So so yeah, music is very important, and I I try to be as ec- not eclectic, but I I listen to very weird shit and very. It's very difficult to explain what what I hear, but uh, people can follow me on Last FM and see the, the feed. But um, but yeah, it's fundamental because it also interlaces with with what we do. I, I try to now pinpoint stuff that it's good for websites or motion graphics or so to me it's all connected uh, music is connected to to what we do uh, and it's it's hard to say um, the the role that it has in my life but it's pretty pretty key do you do you feel inspired by 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 it as well sure sure do you have like a music if you're thinking about a design about a specific uh, brand that you you're mm. working do you pick a specific band that kind of inspires you and goes along with that brand? No, I don't. I don't do that connection. But I think what I try to find on music is the same that I try to find on on good design. Mm. There is some guy that makes art with just glitches, and and you see, you can you understand what's um, a design that it's honest and. Uh, you see the designer that likes what he does, right? You yeah. see, and in music, it's even more. Music probably is the worst uh, job to get paid. The musicians are not paid, so they are doing that because they really like me doing music. Uh, and you see people that uh, dedicate their passion to, to it, right? So the musicians that I find, uh, the new musicians um, uh, that have this uh, spark on mm-hmm. on their on their work. Uh, I promote them and I pick them up. This guy's good. I make a video for it. Upload it to YouTube and and put it on on my on my channel. And I started this in 2005 again, 2005, 10 years ago. Um, and I found out uh, musicians that were completely unknown back then and now they are big uh, big and that's good and 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 the musicians i think as a as a company we are more uh, known by designers not just more for clients more for designers designers know what we do yeah um, and the target um, a lot of people say that we work for designers and not for uh, for the companies yeah and musician is, is the same uh, the music that i promote is music for musicians and not music for the for the masses yeah for so the it's, masses it's not just in beaver no it's not it's, just um, that anyone will listen to but it's something that artists will appreciate the intricacies of yeah yeah of it and uh, especially on on my, my channel is more connected to modern classic and electronic uh, experimental uh, and it's basically one guy in a room doing good stuff and years later they are doing uh, special effects on a film or stuff like that so um, a good example is is uh, Hank uh, the, a guy from from Germany and I forgot his name uh, and he was doing um, uh, sounds for flash right sounds that, uh, so those are all over so boop yeah, Bob. 
and, and nowadays he's doing uh, uh, films soundtracks right so, so so yeah people have to start somewhere yeah. and and yeah and the, that sparkle on, on the music on some musicians it's the the metric that I have for my uploads it needs to be I need to like it right like the design yeah. that I deliver I need to to like what I am what I am putting and we went I've, I went to some musicians that uh, saw the, the the channel and said look this is my music promoted but that's not how, how <laughs> things work <laughs> this is not uh, not not good enough but it's not the the my train of thought to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah yeah so so yeah I, th I think I have the same um, philosophy behind everything in my life uh, I need to to have value on something on doing or and I when I find value on on a musician uh, that it's not well known uh, I promote it yeah so if you I see like the and, and this is more of an hypothetical question but I see that you have um, yeah as you said you need value and you want something to be really good and good quality if you were paid tomorrow offered um, to do a really crappy website mm. and you were paid all a big amount of money for it would you take it it depends <laughs> it depends um, you wouldn't have con like you wouldn't be able to turn it around and make it look good because it had like really specific brand guidelines that made it look like sucked like not bad but, but mediocre yeah. like average you want me to say no i can't say I, no, <laughs> no like, i want you to be honest um, i absolutely want you to be honest like when I, you I have the money when you have a company uh it depends on your on your cash flow right yeah. um i would say that that never happened to us mm. we always did what we wanted and uh, we are now working with uh, some agencies that has this, uh, like I said, brand guidelines that you really can't yeah. change anything. And that's frustrating, right? When you yeah. see something that it's, it just needs a, a touch here and touch there, or the colors, or, but you can't change that. Yeah. So I would say those works are not our core. Uh, so I can say no to that. We, we wouldn't do it. That's good. It's 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 again. It's an amazing position where you are, where you get to uh, clients come to you, and you get to cherry pick the 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 projects you want to work on, and still be profitable and have a big team and win awards, mm -hmm. and go home knowing that you've done the the best work you could. Yeah, it's, it's a really good position to be in. Yeah, it's not. All this is not. Uh, you have. This is a very stressful uh, job. Yeah. I get home every day with a with a feeling of I say, why the fuck do I care? Um, because that's just it. I care, and I I can't deliver stuff that it's not good enough, or at least solves the problem. Uh, so that's a problem. That's a problem for for companies that don't need it. Uh, so I always try to to get clients that really need what we can do for them. Oh yeah, but it's it's frustrating, uh, I would say. But again, you have to sleep eight hours, and uh, the next day it's everything is fine. It's a new day. It's and a it's new a, day. A new opportunity to do some good work. Yeah. Well, Adrian, 
thank you very much. It was really, really nice to chat with you. I feel like we could do another one of these just by focusing on another yeah. a lot of more details mm -hmm. um, and definitely on music as well. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for having us, Adrian. It was great to see you again and to have this chat. And I really enjoyed learning a bit more about his background. And I'm really looking forward to see how bureaucratic grows over the next couple of years. I'll leave all of these links in the video description and podcast description. But if you want to find more about Adrian, you can find him on Twitter at Adrian Stivs. And his website is adrianstivs.com. You can learn more about Bureaucratic at bureaucratic.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at bureaucratic. Listen to more Layer Podcast episodes on layerpodcast.com and send us a message and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at layerpodcast. As always, if you'd like to reach out with any guest suggestions, feedback, or even partnerships, you can email us on hello at layerpodcast.com. To watch the video version of this podcast, you can go to layerpodcast.com slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next one.